Welcome to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ramage, and today I have a repeat guest I am incredibly excited about, Scott Carpenter out of Arizona. Scott is a father of two. Last time we talked, he was a father of one. He's been married for four years. He is a business owner and um, just honestly a really cool guy. And here's a really cool fact about Scott. He does historical fencing. So we will definitely dive into that as well, because uh, if you're a man and you're listening to this and you, th- you hear the word sword, you probably should pay attention. What's up, Scott? Welcome to the show. How's it going? Glad <laughs> to talk to you again. Yeah, it's, uh, I, it's funny. I was <clears throat> just on Facebook kind of looking through and, and kind of doing my thing. And I saw a, uh, a post from you uh, and I don't even remember what it was what it was about, but I was like, I got to talk to Scott. That was a fun conversation. So here we are. Here we are. It was what, nine months ago, eight, maybe 10 months ago. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's nine or 10 at least. Yeah. You, yeah Cause I only had one then. I think you were like in the first 10 episodes, maybe the first five episodes I recorded. So, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of really fun to circle back around and, hear what's been going on and talk to you about your program and talk to you about some things that we have in common. So um, what's been happening in your world? Oh, just tons. I mean, crazy year, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's it's been a great year. It's been a great year. Just kept moving forward. Um, I'm feeling great, especially now because I just got over coronavirus. I had the Rona. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's just like being, for me, my whole family got it, but it, it was just like any other kind of sickness. And it, yeah. I mean, I was only down for maybe felt, you know, four days, five days, something like that. Yeah. It was fine. But you know, when you're coming out of a, um, being sick and then you just, you're not, and then you're like, Oh man, I just feel great. Right. That's how it is. Cause you just take your health for granted. You know what I mean? Cause you're, you're healthy for how long and you get sick, feels like crap, but then you get over it. You're like, Oh man, I feel like Superman right now. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, I, um, I'm glad to hear that because I've been kind of like thinking, you know what? I just kind of want to get it over with. I, yeah. I work out every day. I eat well. I'm very active. I have practices to keep my mind in shape. And I'm like, it, I don't think it's going to be that bad. And I'm just kind of tired of like, you know, one, I just want to prove to people I'm not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, whatever. So, um, last, last week, my boy started feeling a little yucky and uh, my son, Bryson, who's 16 has not missed one day of school since second grade. And he is wow. a junior in high school. And I'm like, dude, you seem a little like not great. He's like, yeah, my head hurts. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm congested. And so I made him lay low and Sure enough, Monday comes around. He's like, I am not going to school. So my other son wasn't feeling great. He's, he's, uh, 13. And so we had them stay home, which is very uncommon before it was like, Mm -hmm. you better be coughing up, like literally coughing up a lung if you're not going to school or be going to be transferring something. We don't want that, but you're going to, you're going to be resilient. You're going to go, you're going to push through. And I'm like, and these days we can't do that. Well, oh my goodness. It was crazy that like, uh, other kids were coming down with it at, at the younger one's school and like almost everybody was quarantined, pulled out of classes immediately, not because of him. Wow. But was it COVID? 
So we got them both tested on Monday right away. Bryson, the 16-year-old, positive. Corbin, negative. Corbin's 100%. He's ready to go. He hates that he's at home right now, wants to go back to school like no one's business. And my 16-year-old is still got the like the head cold feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I was completely worn down. I thought I was going to fall asleep like any minute, just even working. And so I'm convinced I had it. But um, I, I feel great today. <laughs> so I don't know. You don't know with this stuff. I tell you what, but like, yeah, I mean, my kids got it first and then my wife and then, and then me, I got it last. I was the first to recover though, but I had a feeling I got tested then. Um, and then my, my results got lost or botched. So it took seven days Ugh. for me to get the pot and I was already over it, Yeah, you know, but I, and I stayed out from everywhere. Cause I'm like, I am 97% sure I got it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, yeah, it's great to just get it over with. You know, instead of like, oh, am I going to get it? Is it going to be bad? And blah, blah. Are people going to look at me weird? You know, and it's just, it's, it's cool. But like, I'm, I'm good now. I'm good. I got it. Do you wear your Scarlet C now? Do you have a shirt? I'm going to. <laughs> I, I don't have a Tinder profile because I'm married, of course. But like, I'm starting about thinking one up. Be like, dude, I've, I've had it already. Like, I got to be a magnet right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, I don't know how it was for you, but we went through hell after our boys got the testing all this tracing stuff we had to fill out the school really? putting us through massive, like, like, and they're going and watching videos. And, and it's, I mean, they weren't even tested positive yet. Just the fact that you went and tested. And it was like, then we had to fill out like this government form. I'm like, what did we do wrong? Hours wow. for my wife. And so that's probably because the, the public school system, I bet, huh? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, it's been one argument for like pulling my kids like seriously, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And we wish they wouldn't have been tested because it, because now they're like, if you're not isolated and we said, well, what's isolated. So my other son can't go to school until he's been 100% isolated from my positive kid that's tested positive for 14 days. And I said, well, what's 100% um, isolated? Well, basically he cannot leave his room. I'm like, that's impossible. She's like, that's that's what it's going to take. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's been happening. Because <laughs> like, I want my other son to go back to school. Oh, and so man. it's been so incredibly frustrating. I'm like, Kim, I'm not getting the test. But I give, I give blood. And I, when you give blood, you get antibody tests. So I'll know the next time I go get blood in a couple months, yeah. every three months, I'll know when I go get blood that. Yeah. Whether Out I have of everybody, because I mean, my son's only preschool age. So we just has, has preschool and everything. So um, you know, when he was feeling bad, we, we took him out and all that kind of stuff. So the other three, we never even bothered getting tested. Um, cause then within like two, three, maybe three days, that's when I started getting some symptoms and then I'm like, okay, well I'll get tested. If I got it, that's what, what, what everybody had, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it's crazy. Cause yeah, I mean, you got, you're going so extreme. You think anybody's following that or are now you giving incentive for people not to get tested because you, you, right. You know, you gotta be realistic with these things. Let me add a little, another pain point is because the schools don't know how to handle this and they're trying to track it. Yeah. They have a COVID hotline. And if you have a kid that got tested, you have to call the COVID hotline. You can't excuse them from school. They will be unexcused. It will count against you. If you, unless you call a COVID hotline or our wait. And good system. Yeah, good it's system. Awesome. <laughs> we have pretty six, sweet. 
Yeah, we have 60,000 students in the in the um, district. So I think they'd probably need to hire an entire call center. Anyway, okay, enough of that. But so you're fine. You're happy. Um, I'm a day in. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure I had it. I sure I had the, the one day Rona. But uh, yeah. who knows what this weekend will be like. But my wife isn't feeling so hot. And um, so uh, you've had a kid since we last talked. And yeah. uh, were you scared about your infant almost I mean pretty much an infant getting it was definitely a COVID baby like she was supposed to have the mask on while she was pushing and giving birth right so we it was one of those yeah thankfully the doctor was cool and let her let her wear it as a chin diaper but uh um but yeah and so we had to wear masks supposedly all the time in our room um we just you know put it on when a nurse would come in and stuff like that so and it was a Rona baby it was crazy too because like literally like after giving birth, that's when all like the riots are starting and shit's on fire. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on in this world right now? But no, I mean, I've never really been scared of this whole thing. You know, yeah. obviously it's dangerous for at-risk people, but we're young, we're healthy. It's never really been something I've been scared about. Dude, we're in the fitness industry. Like, and, and I, I have never been more excited about that in my life. I've always believed that this is the way you know, it is the way, um, it, in my mind, this is the, it is the way is you are healthy and you have some things, you know, in place in your life that are helping you with your mental health. And I, I literally walked into this thing going, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. My family's going to be fine. We practice, we, we, we practice good, good eating. We practice good activity levels. We're all so I, and, and, and that's not just me. It's my, my parents and my in-laws they are all healthy. And so yeah. that was kind of just way the fear and, and anything can happen. You, you could be that one out of a hundred million person who it could take, you know, but oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have very much a, a stoic philosophy on, on, on life and death. You know what I mean? And I don't want to go through life scared of death, you know? And, and I just don't think we have a very good, all in all, we have a very good relationship with death. And part of it is just because we live in such, I know it doesn't seem like that when you hop on Facebook because everybody's complaining about something and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is we live in the time of the, the most safety and abundance of every friggin' resource you could think of. We are so rich and wealthy. I don't care if, if you, know, you, you make $30,000 a year, you are wealthy as hell worldwide in the history of humanity. You are a king. You know, and it's just the problem is, is like soft times create soft people. Yes, sir. And oh, man, we've got soft people out there because it is just these are really easy times. You know I what I mean? Like, that. I love it. You're right. You know, I mean, that now, I mean, some of the worst things that happened to us is our iPhone is two years old. I know. And oh, how? Oh, God, it just takes forever. It freezes. <laughs> it's it so true. Freezes. This is terrible. So it's so true. We are so soft. And, and, um, I think honestly, there's just a lot of hype around this. Okay. I'm sure everybody's had this conversation, but my wife and I were like, just, we were like, okay, we got a minute to complain about this this morning in, in the bathroom as we're getting ready. And I'm like, I choose to drive places every day. I am more at risk of that than going out and contacting COVID and getting, I mean, I'm like, there are so many risks we take. Just, I, I walk across our street. It's I'm taking a risk. I said, we cannot, it reminded me of the movie Wally. I said, what is that movie where they just sit 
and they don't do anything and they get fat, it's Wally. We do, we're, we want to stay in a bubble of state. and be entertained. Yep. Right. Yep. That's yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it is. You can't mitigate all the risks in your life. Everything is. And you know, I mean, if you, if you want to get rid of all risk, yeah, you're going to be living in a bubble I'm gonna, you know I mean? I'm and gonna, you're going to be relying on other people. Yep. I'm going to make a really strong statement. If you are trying to mitigate all the risks and are, are stifled by, this is a really strong statement, stifled by fear, you're not a man. <laughs> you're a mate. You might be male. Oh man. You don't want this to get the wrong Twitter hands. <laughs> <laughs> but, totally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And it's our job. I'm going to go on a soapbox here. It's our job to lead our family in the same manner. It's our job to say, we do not live in fear. We live in a life of abundance and we have to do hard things to be better. And trials are that they're all they do is make us stronger. We are not going to not do stuff out of the, maybe it might happen because then we won't travel. Then we won't enjoy the things that life has to give us. So we won't enjoy the moments. We won't be able to do the things that uh, we are gifted with. Like you said, as a rich nation, an absolutely rich nation, we are so fortunate and I refuse to live in fear and I refuse to leave my lead my family in fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. So soapbox, I'll get off. I know. I know. I, I, I can't be stopped in those things either. <laughs> um, so, Hey, I, I, I mentioned it in the opening. We didn't talk about it last time, but uh, you have a sword behind you. you got a couple swords. Oh, I've got, I've got a plethora. You, you do you see that far into the corner. Yeah. Uh, listeners. If you're on, a podcast you do know we have a, a youtube channel and the backdrop is swords it's incredible it's it's not sword it's sword or whatever you call them because i know you have very technical names yeah oh yes yeah there's a two-handed long sword that's actually one for training purposes that's called a fetter sword okay and then we've got a single-headed arming sword we've got two dueling sabers we've got a kalishmard we've got uh, a rapier an Italian rapier, and then we've also got a pairing dagger, a main gauche. Yeah, so, buddy. So it's growing too. The collection's growing. Oh, I can't imagine. If I were into some sport like that, I would probably want everything that I would never use as well because it's just cool. Um, so historical fencing, I don't see like big flyers everywhere saying, you know, join our fencing, historical fencing club. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed, which I'm guessing it's like real, real type swords sword yeah whatever yeah like it's it's awesome so it's it's the the actual term is hema like historical european martial arts and there are many many manuscripts from usually from like the 1400s on 1400s 1500s 1600s and there's all these old uh treatises uh from these old masters and they have these manuals laid out um and there's a lot of different styles sword play is very different depending on what type of weapon you're using how it's weighted the length is it more of cutting versus thrusting and and the play in the stances and the guards are so different um, from one another but there's a lot of these sources and um people have been putting putting uh reconstructing these martial arts um over many 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 years it's not even just a recent resurgence there have been many times in history even like 100 years ago when it came up and it's amazing. The art is 
just amazing. And I have been fascinated with swords since I've been like two years old. I've been that insane dude with the plastic sword in his back t-shirt, you know what I mean? Running around and nothing's changed and I'm 38 years old. Right. Um, and it is, it is just awesome. But anyways, like I am very lucky to have out of the Phoenix historical, um, uh, the, or the Phoenix Society of Historical Swordsmanship in Phoenix, world-class instructors to learn from. Wow. I'm so lucky to be living here. Um, but it's, it's, it's just awesome. I absolutely love it. It's, it's a blast. Um, it can get pretty hardcore. Uh, it's, it's safe, but it's also a little bit dangerous kind of thing. Because I mean, These are real, you know, blunted steel swords, right? Like this will, obviously they're blunted, but I mean, if you're not wearing the proper things, it's just going to break all your bones. It's a big piece of heavy steel. It's a big it's piece of steel. It, and it hurts when you get hit by it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, all I can say is that's really cool. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so nerdy when pe- you got to explain it to people. You know what I mean? Oh, but uh, yeah. but it's awesome. And the, and the sword has been such... It goes, it goes hand in hand with kind of like being a man for thousands of years up until, you know, only a hundred, 150 years ago. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really has been that, that staple and, and, uh, you'd be surprised even like, uh, Teddy Roosevelt was a big fan of fencing and he did single stick, which is a single stick is a, a wooden trainer for uh, a saber for military saber okay and uh we do that we use those as well um but uh but yeah a lot of presidents were were big fans of swordsmanship and it was just something you did you always you trained that way whether you're a peasant whether you were a noble what you know and how things changed down the line but learning how to handle a sword was a very common thing even up till up you know 150 years ago or so right right yeah and I, I just think it's appropriate. I think it's important, appropriate. I, I know it's going to sound weird and, but it's appropriate to be prepared. I mean, Wait, here, that's what I was telling you know, when like, they're like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, if a dragon shows up, right. I need to be able to know how I can slay this dragon and, and a gun, a, an assault rifle, a handgun, nothing, maybe a bow and arrow would work, but nothing will work like a sword. Nothing. It's just, like it's a just true fact. It's a super fact. There's no, <laughs> there's no arguing with super facts. <laughs> and it's the, uh, the next thing I want to do is it's stamped with a, the approval and it's, it's indoctrinated. I mean, it's done. It's a, it's a done deal because it's been recorded on a podcast. Absolutely. So it's super, super documented fact. for all of history now, just in case there's any doubters, right. you know, 300 years in the future, you know, when they just like, oh, I don't know about those guys back then. No, it's it's here. This yep. is a legend. For those <laughs> listening to this 300 years from now, this is legend. It'll be the microfilm of um, the future. Are you, you're the right age. You had microfilm. You had the little microfiche, the little things that would go in a machine and they got, they blew it up in the library and you did your. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that. The podcast will be that version of whatever's happening. You know, the future is a hologram you walk into and experience this whatever but um yeah yeah it's super fact that you do need to be prepared because dragons may 
may come and try and take your wife. We're getting pretty close to that post-apocalypse kind of world, you know, and that, what is that, that one with Matthew McConaughey, whatever that movie was where the dragons came. I mean, it, it can happen. It can, it can. And, you know, as a father, it is incredibly important to be ready to protect your family. And yep. um, so how's it been being a new father? I mean, you're on, this is not El Numero Tuo. That's my, yep. I'm Spanglish. I'm really good at that, by the way. So you yep. got, you got two now. Yep. It was a Rona baby. We started down that road. How's it, how is it being a, a father second time around? Uh, it's great. You know, I'm finding it more fulfilled. I'm enjoying this baby stage a lot more. Uh, two reasons. One, I've been through it before, so you kind of relax a little bit into it, right? And and number two, I'm so much further along in my personal development as a business owner, as a father, as a man. You go down the line. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really enjoying like the baby stages with him and finding it a lot easier. And then of course it's fun now that my guy is, you know, like four and a half or so. Uh, it's starting to get just, just a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I just feel just, just all in all with personal development, everything is just so much more secure with who I am and where things are going. And, you know, I've got a good relationship with death, you know, kind of connected to what we were talking about before. And like, I, I want to be ready to die. I want to live my life. Like I'm ready to die at any moment. And even today I was at the bank and uh, got the tr some trust papers signed this morning. And like everything is squared away if I die. My wife, my kids, their kids, they never have to worry about anything if I, I die. Like there's, I've, I've got people to execute everything, all the life insurance money is there. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and they are completely taken care of in every single way. And I've also provided them with direction on where you want to look to self-educate, right? And, and learn certain very important skills that I think sometimes our schools don't teach, right? Uh, sometimes. So, I mean, I was, an yeah, sometimes, I was oh, an educator. Those things don't get taught. And if you teach them, you're, you're, you're not popular. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I could bring out the soapbox again right now. Oh, we could. Yeah, that thing for 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is really interesting because I wasn't planning on going down this road, but I was having a conversation with my wife and she's like, she's not working right now. She's, she's doing this coaching thing, online coaching thing for women. She's incredible. She's extremely fit. She has all the knowledge, all the things to get women have help women get success. So, Hey guys, if you have a wife that needs help, call me. Um, anyway, that's my plug. But um, she was sitting down with me and she's like, I, I just, I'm like, why, why, why do this? Like I'm working, I'm providing. She's like, I'm concerned about what happens if you die tomorrow. And I'm like, we have life insurance things. So I, I, this is a really good, it was a really big eye opener for me that I'm so, I talk so much about intentionality, but that's something like what you just said is probably a really good way to get lucky with your wife because you're speaking, <laughs> you're speaking <laughs> her language, like you're taking care of her. And I, I realize that that's a gap. I haven't laid, we have a will, we have all these things in place, but there just needs to be this very solid foundation of this is what's happening if I pass away. And it needs to be an intentional conversation and planning mm -hmm. session. So I really commend you on that. I think it's, I think it's incredible. I think men should take, should take a listen. 
because um, I believe wholeheartedly that the man is the leader of the home. And it's not because a woman can't be a leader. My wife is an incredible leader. It's because I, I think it's just kind of built in. And just by the fact that she says, I'm worried about if you pass away. And I think um, that we're, we're, we're crazy if we're not addressing that. So I think that's really, that's really, really cool. So you have life insurance, you have plans in place. Yep. Life insurance with, with the businesses, but like, a, 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 uh, I won't bore anybody with the details, but, but a trust is like a will with other things too. You know, like the last thing I, w- I want my two kids getting is, you know, like two and a half million dollar payouts from life insurance when they're 18 years old. That would right? Be- so, right. So, things and they're like they're not going to get anything till they're 30 they get part of it then they get more at 35 things like that and who's going to handle the estate like my wife there's no way she could handle first of all emotionally she would be so broken up but then her handling the details of here's all these businesses and partners and here's how the payouts would be on that and the handling all this so you know i've got somebody to be able to handle that um, and you can really write in there a lot of your wishes. Like your legacy is not just a bunch of cash that you leave to take care of. You know what I mean? You want to leave messages and breadcrumbs and like, Hey, here's things that helped me develop as a person and as a man. And here's what I want you to read. Here's what I want. Here's some things that have changed my life. I want you to read, like you can leave your legacy there. Um, and, uh, and feel very comfortable that, Cause there's things you've got to teach them and you, it's just going to take 20, 30 years to teach your kids that stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And if you're not around, you know what I mean? I kind of want to leave the syllabus for it. That's good. That's really good. We we've had a few guests that have talked a little bit about some of that and they're talking about leaving journals and journaling every year, kind of like a guide to life. Um, I think you just can't be complete enough in that area. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's, I, I love the, I love that. I mean, I love what you're doing. I think that's a, an eye opener for me. I hope it's an eye opener for other men who haven't stepped into that. Like, even if you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a big estate, there's still a lot of things. And, and then you also brought up, my wife won't be in the emotional state and Hey, your wife might not be the organized type to understand how to do it. Or it might be just too much time to try and learn it. You're dealing with grief. You've got kids to take care of all these different things. I think it's so smart to say, Hey, here's, who's going to help in this situation. And here's, who's going to do this. So I think that's a really cool reminder. Um, Absolutely. And like it, you know, cause I, I just, I want to be able to live not being fearful of death. You know what I mean? And this is just weird. This could be like my eight year old self, but I would always daydream about like instances where if I'm wherever and there's a gunman or this or that somebody's assaulting somebody like i want to be able to help i don't want to be afraid you know i mean like when it comes to if there's ever a crisis situation i want to do what i need to do for the better of other people and to be the person who can try and stop something bad from happening not the person who's fearful of dying right right you're in a plane and terrorist hijack i want to be part of that group that goes in and overwhelms them so they don't fly into a building and kill thousands of people Yep. You know what I mean? I'm with so, you. I'm with you. So that, this, this helps me with that, right? I don't have any fear now of, you know, things left undone. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought through that too. I don't think you're crazy. Like I've, I've visioned um, scenarios like what would I do if, 
And, and I think practicing that is actually a really good, you can't intentionally, you can't save the world. You can't save, um, a terrorist act. You can't save a woman from being mugged or whatever, unless you play it through in your head and you plan it. Yeah. I mean, mentally, and then because you will go into fight or flight. And if you don't have a plan, you'll, you'll flight and you'll, and shame on you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, seriously. Yeah, no, but I, I think about those scenarios all the time and play them out and you, you're right. It like desensitizes you to it. And I'm, I am someone who's pretty calm under pressure. I have my wits about me. Whereas, you know, some people are just like, they black out, you yeah. know, and they don't even know what's going on. Right. So I've learned um, something about something we were talking about earlier about something called story work. And there, there's something called the amygdala hijack. And it's a, it's a body, your body's response and it, and it affects the brain where you're not really able to function in the, in the face of adversity. And it's something I've dealt with a long time. Like if someone makes me mad or a situation makes me mad, I almost lose my cognitive ability. So I've gone through practice in how to handle that. It has a lot to do with breathing. It has a lot to do with controlling your body. Some really cool things, but even those things, practicing and knowing how to handle adversity when it comes up, not just like, oh, I can, I can, I know how to throw a punch or I can do jujitsu and, and put this person in, in submission. It's, I know how to breathe when it really hits me and I have to perform mm-hmm. and um, instead of my body shutting down. So there's so much, you, there's so many things you can learn to prepare yourself. And it's not even just in a life or death fight. That's like being able to control your anger or rage when something happens because your anger very rarely serves you um, or serves other people. Right. And exactly. yeah, it, it'll help you gain control over that and make better decisions and communicate better. I used to, like if I was on the phone with a company, like, you know, my computer, my, my MacBook is gone kaput and I'm on with them and they're saying really stupid stuff. And, and like, I used to just freeze and I would just go off. I would mm-hmm. just lose it. And it was, it was not rat rational. And it, it was never a good income outcome when I learned to, to like what was physiologically happening to my body and controlling that I've had amazing success overcoming these obstacles that come like the last time I was on the phone with Apple. Cause I sent my computer in and they actually broke it, fixed something, broke something else and sent it back. And I, and I, and I practiced, this is just last week. I practiced, I was like, I was a little upset. So I called them, I was walking through and I caught myself getting into that, changed that behavior and ended up with an Apple credit, like money to spend and my, you know, everything being great. And then me like, you know what? It did not control my day. It was like, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And I've gotten progressively better at that as well. And like, you'll get so much further. Yeah. The anger is not going to help you when you're nicer to people. And clearly state, even if you're frustrated, why you're frustrated, like they are so much more likely to help you when you're not a total a-hole to yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have a history of being an asshole. So yeah. it's just yeah. <laughs> as, as we all do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm working on it and I'm, and I'm realizing there's so much more you can have. There's so much oh, more yeah. you can gain if that's under control and that falls under that stoicism, but there's more than just practicing how your mind's responding. You need to practice how your physiological body is going to respond. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the whole spectrum. So, um, so that brings me to my next question because, or my next topic, um, you coach men on physical fitness and 
better health. I truly believe that a big part of that has more to do with mindset, um, belief systems, uh, other things. How let's talk about nerd fit. I want to jump right into nerd fit. Cause last time we talked, we talked about nerd fit and this was your way of kind of relating to you, your self-professed nerd. In fact, you said you were nerdy earlier. You, it's like, a, it's, it's a commonality when I talk to you. Um, so let's just go dive into how's that going? Because it's been nine months since you started that. Yeah. It's nerd fit heroes is, is going phenomenal. Um, I, I had, you know, I, I was kind of thinking as I was building, I know what I want to do, right? I, I've been a personal trainer for decade and, and have multiple personal training studios and love doing what I'm doing. Uh, training, like coaching somebody online is different than coaching somebody in person. But even the in-person stuff, a lot of times trainers are overrated. Um, like you said, it's all about the, the coaching and helping somebody overcome their own mind and mindset. At the end of the day, the nutrition stuff and the exercise stuff is not complicated. Right. It just isn't. It boils down to very few things and people know that, but it is, why is it so hard to stay committed to doing what you're, you need to do? That is the hardest part. Everybody struggles. It's that struggle that you need to really get into their heads and change their mindset on it. And if you can create the breakthroughs there, they are no longer following workouts or doing a diet. You just change their lifestyle and it's no, all the resistance goes. And so that's where I've had some massive breakthroughs. And it took me many, many, many years to get good at this and hiring many coaches to learn, continue to learn more. But the coaching system that we have set up to really help people stop the struggle and see permanent results and do it in a way that we take it in 63 day chunk. I've been getting better results with clients than I ever have in over a decade of experience, maybe 12 years. I don't even know the exact date, but in, in, in even working with people that I've never met physically that are doing their own workouts, right. better results ever like not even by like a little bit, like by vast improvements, because it all comes down to exactly what you said. It's the coaching and it's the mindset and helping them make these breakthroughs. And then they don't just, they don't just progress. I'm like, Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I lost the 20 pounds that I wanted and I am stronger. Great. But that's, I mean, that's just like, that's not the true path. Like they're showing up better as a, an employee as a father, as a husband, as a friend, they're showing up better everywhere in their life because it is not just helping them, you know, improve their health or weight. It's, it's making them more whole of a person. And that is, that's everything. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Double yes. And more yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said there's a lot of coaches out there that just aren't good. It's because they just think they can give you a meal plan or they think they can give you a don't and do eat list and then exercise this much. But if you don't have other things in place, it's a sabotage. Cool. It, 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 it's a band-aid. 
Like, yeah. you know, it, and, and people always ask that, you know, like people always ask my wife because she was a trainer as well. You know, it, it'd be a, a relative, it'd be a neighbor. Oh, you know, could you, you know, what should I eat? How should I work out? Could you write me up a little plan for, you know, blah, blah. You know how many people actually execute that plan? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Zero, zero, zero. I told her to stop doing it a billion years ago, right? And she doesn't anymore because she has to learn by her spending all this time doing this and then nobody following through. Right. And you have to, you have to pay in order for you to pay attention. Like oh, just absolutely. blatantly for you to value something. If somebody gives me something for free, great. Oh, thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. And I sure I value that. I'm not going to do anything with it, but if I had to spend harder money on it and a good amount, not, you know, like, Oh, I, I, I paid some Instagram dude 50 bucks and he sent me over this word document with like all the exercise and the nutrition, like you have to, and this should be a wake up call for anybody looking to do or improve anything. Invest not invest your time and your money and you will go so far in life. And when I told you, like, I've gotten really good at this over the years, part of it is because I hired multiple coaches yeah. and spent a lot of time and a lot of money to learn it and go through it and live it. And then I apply it to everybody else and holy cow, it's just earth shattering difference. Yeah. It's earth shattering, you know, and it makes me want to coach and mentor all these personal trainers and shake them and, and help them do a better job. Right. Because it's just so powerful. So yeah. powerful. You can pay anybody to do, like you said, uh, you, you can pick up a meal plan. You can get it for free. You can you get can it for free. Everything well, you workouts want. go to YouTube, everything yeah. for free out there. It is. And I, so here's, here's something I want to address because I know, I know I would send someone to you in a heartbeat. Otherwise I wouldn't have you on the podcast, but I know I would say, Hey, if you need help, this is where you go. I've paid for coaches a lot of money and walked away with that was a complete, they, they promised me the moon and they delivered a pile of turds. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanted to speak to the people out there who have paid for coaches and it hasn't gone somewhere. Number one, if your coach doesn't ask you this, and I'm hoping you ask this, if your coach doesn't tell you upfront, there's going to be a lot of hard work and you have to commit. If they don't give those directives before you say yes, then tell them, I think I'm going to keep looking because if they're promising you it's going to be easy, they're going to give you all the tricks. It's they're not a coach. They're just a salesman. Agreed. And that's, I mean, that's the hard part too, because there's so much crap out there. Yeah. I got on, I mean, my Facebook feed is blocked on my desktop, but if I checked it from my mobile phone, like it's just, especially the guys, you know what I mean? Because we all have things and it's just so much of it's kind of slimy. You know what I mean? Oh, you should yeah. be making a million dollars a week. Let me show you how. Right. And, and it, there's, it's just, so it's hard. And I'm very much, I've been growing up, like I've always been a skeptical person. So like, that held me back from hiring coaches early because I never wanted to be taken or sold. You know what I mean? And, and right. be scammed. And there's just a lot of bad, there's a lot of bad coaches out there. You're right. And that's a very, very, very good point. And I like, I've turned away multiple people. Ah, love it. And that is powerful. When you get to that point and it's like, I, this is just not a good fit, even though they wanted to do it. 
And with some persons, like at the end of it, you know, when we were talking this, they're like, okay, well, you know what? I guess, you know what? I guess I'll give it a shot. And I'm like, you know what? Let's, I don't think you're ready right now. Yep. Unless you are like, I'm totally all in on this. I've got to do this. I'm tired of struggling with this every year for the past 12 years. If, if that's not like where you're starting, you're not going to get there. You're going to do some workouts. You're going to do a little few things with nutrition. You're, you're going to do about 50% and you're going to go nowhere. Right. And so let's, let's wait till you're ready. Yeah. I'd love to work with you, but you're not ready yet. Yeah. That's another really good thing to look for in a coach. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to look for something in a coach. You can almost bait them and just say, eh, you know, but, but then you might lose their, their trust and they might not want to work with you, but you really do want someone who isn't desperate and is willing to say no. You, um, so I, let's see, I pointed out, they should tell you the work that's going to be involved and they should ask for your commitment level. What other things are, should people be looking for here? First of all, if you need, if you, if you need help with your nutrition or fitness, I'm giving you the answer right now. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't arrange this to be an, to be an ad for you, but I, I would say, just reach out to Scott. The show notes have the links, just do it because we already, I already know it's vetted. We, we have a relationship. I understand how he operates, but what other things would you say for people? Maybe they're looking for coaching in a business thing that you don't do. What kind of things should they be looking for? What kind of things do you implement that you would say are an absolute? Oh man, that's a, such a big thing. It might vary, you know, by industry and this and that, of course, if it's a business thing, you've got, well, I guess, no, this is universal too. So it, does this person practice what they preach? That is huge. If they can't do it themselves, then how the heck are they going to get you to do it? Right? And this, this is that's for business. That's for fitness. And it doesn't mean they need to be jacked out of their minds. Absolutely not. You know, your everyday person who's jacked out of their minds is probably supplementing with things that you may or may not want to do yourself. I don't do any of that. Would I look a hell of a lot better if I did? Yup. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but yeah, you got to make sure that person's walking the walk. Cause there's, there are, when I'm going back to that Facebook feed and everybody advertising, there are a lot of people who just want to get rich quick and they become a, an expert in a coach overnight. Right. Mm-hmm. With just little to no experience. And uh, likely you just, you just don't want to be a part of that. But that, thankfully that's, usually pretty easy to see because they're going to be doing the things that you cautioned about. They're going to tell you how easy it is and how there's not much work and blah, 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 blah. They're going to be doing that kind of stuff. Right. Um, really gimmicky kind of stuff. Um, and that should be a red flag right there. Uh, this isn't the, I, you're absolutely right. This isn't the direction I meant to go, but I, I got a message from somebody I know and she's like, uh, She's, she's having trouble in her marriage, a lot of trouble. And uh, she said, hey, so-and-so is a relationship coach. Um, this is how much they cost. And I noticed that you're, you're, we're mutual friends. And um, hey, if you're listening to this, this is a reality check for you. So I'm not going to apologize. Um, my response to her was, I'm not going to give you any reason, but you need to turn around and say no. That's all. And here's why, because 
less than four months ago, that individual was messaging me, telling me that his marriage was over. He was walking out the next day and, um, and he needed some advice. And he, next time I checked in with him, they had gone through class and they were mending their marriage, but it's still only four months ago. And she goes, he's a marriage counselor. And I'm like, I didn't say anything, but I guess the point is when it comes to those things, really vet the source because four months out of divorce saying that you're going to help people from preventing a divorce. Are you passionate about it? 1000%. Do you maybe have some good ideas? 1000%. Are you ready to help other people through that? 0%. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I know your story. You lost a lot of weight and got in shape in what was it? College kind of right after college, right after college. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you've been doing this for a hot minute. You've been doing it for a long time. You went through the transformation. You've been through the entire thing. And so um, I, you know, that's another really important thing is what is the experience? How many years of experience do they have in that particular thing? And, um, and, and no, you, yes, you could have failed in the past. You could have been horrible at whatever you're coaching and come through it, but there's gotta be some development that happens because as you and I both know, you're almost, you, you said you're thir- 38? 38. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm almost 10 years older than you. It, it's really easy to say you're an expert, but then when you kind of step into the next level and you actually look back and you're like, wow, I was not at that point mm-hmm. we're both at that point. Um, it's really easy to say, not as easy as you think when it, when it's, when the rubber hits the road. So I think that's another point, but I just validated you because you've been doing this for a very long time, very long time. And it took a long time to get really good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's where a lot of people go wrong with the fitness stuff. And like, cause while they need to be able to do it themselves, but like a lot of times it's like some 24 year old duck lip dude, you know, taking Instagram selfies, you know, with, with his shirt up. And it's like that, you gotta be careful that, I mean, how long they've been doing it and have, do they just do what works for them? So that's the whole thing. Just be, that's, that's, you know, where the opposite comes into play. Just because somebody's done something for themselves doesn't mean they can help somebody else have that same success. Um, you know, that you want to have somebody that has experience as a coach that is successful in helping other people do it as well. Right. Because doing it yourself and having and teaching others to do it or become successful is two different skill sets as well. It is. It is. Because you know, that duck lip dude is just going to send you, you know, a few workouts. And then, you know, a diet plan involves oatmeal and uh, protein powder and chicken and asparagus. And that's about it. Yeah. Like, no one can live that way. No. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. Like, cool. But- you love doing that. You're obsessed with it. Right. And you do all that, but that's not your average person. Your average person is not obsessed with fitness and loves working out and loves eating greens and lean protein. It doesn't happen. I can't give you what I give you. You know what I mean? Like your meat meathead trainer, their clients do not want to eat like Mr. Meathead trainer. Yeah. Otherwise they would, they would be in the same shoes. They would be a meathead. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a, a very big problem is people are following people who because of the the post it's just a crazy thing to me like that dude like really that's who you're gonna follow and it's yeah yeah 
it's just, it's very short, very short, short sighted. Um, it is. And, and I mean, we're all, we all have that, right. And whatever yeah. goes on in our brain, we're just like short-term solution. Give me, give me that bandaid right now. Yeah. Give me that bandaid. That bandaid's going to solve all my problems. Exactly. Yeah. My wife was telling me she's in these fitness groups and it, all the questions are like, how do I make my butt bigger without the rest of me getting bigger? It's like, are you freaking kidding me? How do I get rid of my gut only? I want to, you know, and how do I not exercise or how can I exercise 10 minutes a day, not worry about my diet? These are like, they are literally asking, they're, they're looking for shortcuts. Yeah. Um, and that's the type of client you would say no to. <laughs> so, yeah. How can they get res the results without putting in the work? Right, right. Yeah. So what other things do you, do you think are pivotal in making changes for long-term in, in fitness and health? It's, it's habits. So habits are everything and they transcend fitness uh, and health, but establishing like habits are very, very powerful, right? Yeah. We don't even know we do half of them, whether we do stuff or avoid stuff. A lot of our habits, like when I walk in a dark room, you're flipping on the light switch. You don't think about it right? It's just, you just do it because it serves you, it served you in the past and your brain starts hardwiring these connections, right? And that's the really powerful thing is that if, if we know that and you're here and you want to be here and you want to go from point A to point B, I am this person. I want to become this person. Okay. First of all, you got to really understand that and understand why you want to become that person. And then you have to commit to being that person. Okay. I'm going to be this person. That's who I want to be. All it is, is putting the right habits in place so that every day you're putting in the reps and then you will become that person that you want to be. Right. Taking from who you are now to who you want to be. It's all comes down to the habits. So, and the, the cool thing about the habits, it's going to take a little bit of work to put those in, right. With the purpose, purposeful, and it's a compromise over what you're willing to do every day with all the obstacles you have with the family and stress and work and time and all that. Um, it, it's a compromise finding that right balance for that individual person. Some people are very willing to change a lot. Other people, I got to take some baby steps with and keep yeah. it a lot simpler because they're not ready for huge, huge change. So we got to take smaller incremental change. But once those things become easy and you're doing them repetitively, you're forming new habits and it's, it's, you no longer even have to think about it. Automatic. Instead of drag, like dragging yourself in the gym, gym, kicking and screaming, like, oh my God, I hate working out. Blah, blah, blah. Like later on, you just become somebody who works out three times a week. You don't even think of it. First of all, you, it's a positive thing. You enjoy it. You become that person who actually likes working out. That can happen if you're purposeful. So it's, it's really all about habits. And the same system that I've developed that I use with clients, with my personal training studio studios and with my nerd fit heroes and all that created a, a, a system. I do that yeah. every single 63 days. I reevaluate what my goals are, who I want to become, how I want to progress and what habits are necessary to get me there. I keep my 63 day plan. It's, it's right here. I have one for my professional life and I have one for my personal life. Very and good. it's not just fitness and nutrition stuff in there. It's my relationship with my wife. 
right? It's, uh, yeah, all the professional things, but you've got to just identify the things that you need to do on a daily and a weekly basis that are going to get you where you want to go. And you do that and, oh my God, it's powerful and it's easy and you can get permanent results. I just, um, I just, so in 2019, I was listening to a podcast and it was about New Year's resolutions. And I've never been a New Year's resolution guy, but I've never been somebody who ever put a plan in place and stuck with it. And the, the host was talking about, um, for him, he does one habit a year. He's like, but you know, you think it's one big habit. And so yeah. I impl- that was the first year I implemented that, but it did not take a year within a short amount of time. It was part of my routine. And you, you mentioned this when I missed it, I fell out of sync and I'm like, I'm never missing that again. Very quick to, to that habit was so ingrained that it, if I didn't do it, it felt like something was off. And so now I'm avoiding not doing it. So I was able to add another one. And that was pivotal in my personal growth. So I did that in 2019. Well, it might've been 2018, but when 2020 came along, um, you probably noticed this too. People gained weight. They got out of, they got out of, um, they, they lost their fitness. They got unhealthy. They had extra stress and they were not making as much money in 2020. I got, I got fitter. <laughs> I made more money. Sure, there was stress, but it was nothing compared to everyone else. And this is not a story about Scott. This is a story about how getting habits in place will help you win when adversity comes. A hundred percent. I'm in this exact same boat. Exact same boat. I, I got in better shape. I made more money. My relationship across the boards, like with my business partners, with my wife, like, everything got better, even though the world was quote unquote falling apart. Yep. And it's because, and I did some, I started similar. It's like, you start with kind of like those meta habits. And then when that becomes easy, you, you, you do habit stacking, right? Yep. And you eventually, like you start becoming the person that you want to be, you know? And when you're purposeful about it, you literally become like the superhuman version of yourself. And this is why I say it really transcends fitness does in health it's it's affected me in every life and when you're this is how you can live purposefully you know and you're constantly leveling up and uh yeah you just run circles. you could i could run circles around myself two years ago yeah me too i could stomp myself two years ago you know and and guys if, if you're listening and missing that like be purposeful you know there's you can do this with your career, your, your relationships, your health, anything, anything. It could just be your hobbies. It could be historic fencing. It's probably not. It should be. <laughs> but it should be. Yeah. It should be. You want to level up in Sabre? Let's do it. Yeah. Right. By the way, my brother was out here for uh, Christmas. Uh-huh. This is how I really realized it comes so far with uh, swordsmanship. It's because I got extra gear for him helmet and the, the vest and gloves and stuff like that. And I had those, that pair of Italian dueling sabers out there. So I showed him some basics and this and that, and then uh, did some, some sparring. And I was like a wizard. Like he could have not hit me with that thing, no matter how long he tried, like just a wizard. You cannot touch me. 
bring it. And so that was that was pretty cool. That I was, was pretty cool. You, yes, that is. <laughs> and I'm just ding 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 ding, quack, 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 you yeah. know. And he just had not a prayer of a chance of touching me with that sword. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, yeah, that is totally leveled up. Especially, I would. I don't have a brother, but I can imagine being able to destroy my brother if I did would be a very very honorable moment for me. Oh, it is, and he's like seven years younger too. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. just great. Well, it's dominated like you always have. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So yeah, I, I like that you put relationships in there. I like that you you added all the other things. It's, this is not just about health and fitness. And I always, people ask me, you know, or I bring it up all the time. They're like, what's your morning routine? I, I, I force the conversation. Be, they don't ask me. I make it a part of the conversation, but you know, okay. I'm up. I have affirmations I read. I do my daily devotional. I don't look at social media until I've kissed my wife. I go for a 45 minute walk. I do a workout. I read a minimum of 10 pages, all these things before I step into my day. Wow. How do you do that? I'm like one thing at a time. Boom. I started with one thing. Then it's like, okay, I can add another. And before I know it, like I've got a two hour, two and a half hour routine in the morning. Well, how do you have time for anything? I have absolutely crushed it before I even stepped in my office. I have crushed it before I've even eaten breakfast. How do you think I have time in my day? Like nothing can stop me after that, but it took time. Now it does. It does. I, yeah. A lot of people like, well, like, Oh, here's Tim Ferriss's, you know, morning routine. They just go right into it. You know, whether it's stuff they like or is serving them or not, you know, and there's like eight things and there's no way you start with one, you start and that becomes easy. You add a second, you habit stack. Yep. Now, now that this is, this is the thing I had this happen this week is I'm just really busy. I'm working way too late and I need a little more time with my family in the evening. No way is anything in my morning routine going to be going, taken away from me. Mm-hmm. No way. So what's the choice? You get up an hour earlier and it's super easy to get up an hour earlier when there's massive purpose behind it. And it's not, I'm getting up an hour earlier, do all these new things. It's I'm getting up an hour earlier because I've already got these things in place and I just need to stack my day a little deeper. Absolutely. And, and I think you brought up, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's got to have purpose. Mm-hmm. And this is what a good coach is going to help you do. Like, there's a difference between reading stuff. I'm like, oh, what, what are you passionate about? And blah, blah, blah. And you start writing these things down and then you kind of create your own thing that won't help you connect the dots like a good coach will and connect you to why is this so important? Why is this so important in your life? Right. A good coach is going to help you really, really connect with that, that, that passion and that purpose. And then everything, when you have that, everything else becomes easy. It's just hard to get that going by yourself. Very, very, very difficult to connect those dots and if, if you're trying to do all this stuff without a very clear and intense emotional connection with a purpose, it's really hard. I'm sure all of you listening have started habits and stopped them and started habits and stopped them. It's because you've got to get it all working together. And when you do and you've got something to help that along, man, once that, once that snowball starts rolling downhill, it's, it's properly, it's always going to gain momentum. Always, always, always. And I mean, you're living proof of that. Like I can see the difference in you from, you know, last year. Yep. And, and, and uh, yeah, once you get on that train, God, life is so much better. Yeah. Like when you wake up, like, yeah, I wake up at 5am. God, I was not a morning person and I never thought I wanted to do it. 
and this and that, and there's certain things in my schedule that I'm like, no, I just got to do it. And then it just became so easy once I did have that purpose and that passion and that structure all working together. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I wake up at 5 a.m. every single day now. And you don't need to do that. It's just with my schedule, it, it, it served my life the best. Yours might be 7 a.m. I don't know. That's the truth. It, 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 you, you've said two things that I, I really value. Don't just pick somebody's like morning routine or their routine and go with it because that will not serve you unless you have a very similar vision and alignment. But also they probably, if they are a guru or whatever, there's a good chance that they've spent years getting to that point. And, and it's a disservice to actually, like I share my morning routine with people, but I'm like, don't do it. Like, right. Like, don't do it. I want to, I'll teach you how to do affirmations every day because I think that's the perfect place to start. It starts your head in the right place. I'll teach you that. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you what else to do. We're, we can develop that. I think that that is a differentiator between a good coach and a standard coach is someone who's going to help you develop things that are right for you and give you stack you the habit stacking for success. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, back to that original question, asking what she looked for in a coach, find somebody who's bled before. You need to find, you know, j- just because Johnny athlete has always been an awesome athlete his entire life. And then he's 23 and super ripped. Like he's never known any different. He's never struggled. He's going to have a hard time coaching somebody who's gained and lost the same 10 to 30 pounds 18 times in their life and has always struggled. He's going to stretch to coach that person. You want to find somebody who has struggled and bled yeah, and, and face adversity and many challenges and many failures and still come out ahead. I have a story. There's so much better for better for having gone through that. Yeah. I know somebody that hired a coach and it was, it was a high ticket coach and this gal was getting really, really great success. She had a huge following. Um, And what had happened though, in hindsight is that she was in corporate doing the same work for years, like doing the exact same systems and building this out and helping other businesses create success. Well, she stepped out of corporate and went right into coaching it, but she had never bled. She'd never stopped without, started without somebody feeding her the client. The client was always fed. So she brings in clients to teach them how to do this. She has no clue how to get them the clients in the first place because that's not, she's never bled that, 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 that experience. She's never been through it. And so she's a useless coach unless you already have a flow of clients. And it's, it's such an important thing to interview, like interview you're, you're, if you have a good coach and they're going to interview you, they're going to say, are you like, we talked about earlier, are you serious? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? Are they realistic? What are they based on? What are you willing to put in? You should be doing the same thing. Like, you know, what's your story? Why, what got you to this place? Are there other people that have been through this? And it, a good coach has to start somewhere. So they might not have a lot of clients. That's okay. Um, but they, they do need to have bled. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like they don't have, you don't need to hire the person with the absolute most experience. It's not always indicative of it, you know, but but they do need to be genuine and you can usually fish that out pretty easily. Right. 
And if they're not asking questions about you to better understand you, it's all about them. Yeah. 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 This, this podcast quickly turned into the do's and don'ts in hiring a coach. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a life lesson because I, there's, there's a truth with the pandemic and people being forced out of work. There is a plethora of coaching, coaching opportunities out there for you to dip into, to to be coached in. They're not all right. They're not all great. Some of them are out of, um, desperation. Some of them are out of passion and vision and experience. That's what you want to go through. Um, yeah. So how do you, what's just give me a little peek. What's the very first thing you do with somebody, a new client. Very first thing, um, we definitely get into the, the importance of the why. That is the biggest thing. So a lot of times, I mean, especially guys, we are really, really, really good at like making stuff not seem like a big deal. Yep. Right. And so what we have to really do, we have to ask questions in, in different ways to really figure out what it's costing somebody, right? So yeah, I, I struggle with weight. You know what I mean? I, I need to lose 60 pounds. Um, you know, I, I've tried it to do it many, many times. I've lost the same 10, 20 pounds over and over and over. Yeah. But we're just like, yeah, I need to lose. I need to get in better shape. You know what I mean? But you don't understand sometimes like we have a, we're really good at hiding the fact that it really affects how you show up every day. Yeah. And it might be self-confidence, right? It might be, and some of this is very subconscious, right? You might not be as confident at work or as productive at work just because you don't, you're not feeling like the the man that you need to feel like. Right. It can really affect relationships. Yeah. You know, when if you don't feel confident that you look good or this, that, like it might show up in the bedroom, right? It might just show up in in so many different areas of your life. And so it's really taken some time to dig into that. You know, do you feel like you're missing out on life because, you know, you need to lose 50 pounds and, you know, you just, you don't really want to go and do that adventure course because you just don't want to look stupid. You know what I mean? Or looking cable in front of other people. Like it can cost you a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I try and do. I try and want to dig into that and see if we can like really look in the mirror and, and who's looking back at you. Are you proud of that person right now? Right. Right. And, and are you living your best life? Because, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have that purpose or else you're just not going to do it. Like, like the guy who wanted to start, it's like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, I guess I'll give it a shot. That's not the right answer. No. Right? Cause you're not going to follow through. Cause I'm going to ask you to do some hard things and change as a person. And I don't think, you know, you're not ready for that. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you said something, I almost want to end on it. So I want to wrap this up, but <laughs> if you're not having good sex with your wife, look at yourself first, because if you're not performing, if you're not confident, I'm not talking about performance physiologically. I'm just talking about if your wife isn't like ready to roll, <laughs> like look at yourself first. If it's a confidence thing, most, a lot of times it is. Otherwise uh, your mind might be drifting somewhere else or somewhere on someone else. And she'll know she'll, she'll sense that in your body. But um, if, if you, if you do this for no other reason, get fit and healthy, 
do it for your own self-confidence and just do it on motivated for great sex. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. I'm just saying like men pay a lot of money for great sex. They pay, they, it's, it's, it's a problem. Um, you shouldn't have to pay, but if you, but by golly, one of the best sidelines or side effects of being fit and feeling good, not necessarily being fit, but feeling good about yourselves is great sex. So how's that for a sales for you? Yeah, no kidding. Right. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're exactly right though. You're exactly right. Yeah. There's a difference when I'm not feeling good about myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. When you're off your mojo. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And your one bad performance from the next time being a harder sell. Right. I mean, it's just, it's true. What you said is it's very easy to blame where you're at in your relationship in a rut, blame her. Yep. Very easy. Oh my God. You're right. But, but you can only affect you, you know, and uh, the person looking back at you and you, you might not have 100% control over your situation, but you can't, you have hundred percent control over yourself that can greatly affect different outcomes in your life. Absolutely. So you're exactly right. And that's why this, when you take control of your own destiny as a man, it's not just the fitness. It's not just the health. It transcends every other area in your life. And you're oh, yeah. better. Yeah. I just hit sex because every man that I know would love to have more sex. Yeah. I, I, I don't blame them. I'm in the same boat. So, and, uh, you know, healthy sex life is, uh, there's more benefits to that than we have time to go into. Scott, this was incredibly fun. Yeah. I loved it. it. Really appreciate you having me on again. Yeah. So nerd fit heroes, uh, information will be in the link. If you, if any of this sounds like something that would help you level up, check it out. Um, Just shoot me an email. Yeah. Shoot me an email at coach Scott Carpenter at gmail.com. That'll be the fastest way. Right. There you go. Super easy. We'll put that in the, in the, the coaching notes too. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank you, Scott. If you enjoyed this podcast, you know, the uh, spiel hit the subscribe button. Give us a a rating. I'd love to have ratings. That would be really cool. I think I have some. I know I have some, but I want them to be more than just really close friends and my my parents. So uh, give us a rating. And um, hey, if you own a gym, check out vasforgyms.com. That's all I'm going to say. Save yourself some time. Our ROI is your time. You are going to gain time back in your life. There's no better ROI than time. And I think Scott and I could probably talk forever about that. I hope you have an amazing day. Brotherhood of Fatherhood um, on Facebook, Brotherhood of Fatherhood on Instagram, Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast, YouTube channel. Check it all out. Follow it all. Plug in and level up your life. Have a good one. Have a good one.